everyone, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, next to the English Channel. Uh, we're here today uh, celebrating our reading of the Krishna book. And I just received a gift today in the mail, a Krishna book by Ananta Kripa. Very nice gift, Hare Krishna. So it's an auspicious day. Krishna appeared to me today in the form of the Krishna book. I also had a very nice visit from Pundrik Prabhu, um, who's probably one of the most expert persons I've ever met in my life. He's a retired NHS uh, GP doctor. And he examined me and gave me all kinds of little hints about how to uh, improve my condition and gave me the, I already knew it, it was going to take longer for my body to adjust. He pointed out that two major surgeries and within six months has put the body into trauma, which is definitely true. And... Uh, it takes time for the body, for the whole body to adjust to that. And so we'll wait. It's going to take at least six months to get, I mean, back to normal, completely, completely back to normal. But in the meantime, I'm doing well and everything's going, uh, what's the word, normally. Healing is going normally. I got a, a number, a, an A grade rating <laughs> from my doctor. And uh, yeah, so it's been a good day. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from the Sri Krishna Lila Stava. It's Srila Sanatana Goswami's five verses glorifying the Krishna Lila, uh, the pastimes of Krishna in Vrindavan, especially. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala. Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadu tadayin adini chuchata kada hanamun chagadachin mam premnarit kanta yuksbuddha. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly. O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we've come to uh, 
chapter 24 of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, worshipping Govardhan Hill, Hare Krishna, Ji Govardhan Ji Ki Jai. While engaged with the brahmanas, who were too much involved in the performance of Vedic sacrifices, Krishna and Balarama also saw that the cowherd men were preparing a similar sacrifice in order to pacify Indra, the king of heaven, who was responsible for supplying water. As stated in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, a devotee of Krishna has strong and firm faith in the understanding that if he, simply, is, he, if he is simply engaged in Krishna consciousness and Krishna's transcendental loving service, then he is freed from all other obligations. A pure devotee of Lord Krishna doesn't have to perform any of the ritualistic functions enjoined in the Vedas, nor is he required to worship any demigods. Being a devotee of Lord Krishna, one is understood to have performed all kinds of Vedic rituals and all kinds of worship to the demigods. One does not develop devotional service for Krishna by performing the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies or worshipping the demigods. But it should be understood that one who is engaged fully in the service of the Lord has already fulfilled all Vedic injunctions. In order to stop all such activities by his devotees, Krishna wanted to firmly establish exclusive devotional service during his presence in Vrindavan. Because he is the omniscient personality of Godhead, Krishna knew that the cowherd men were preparing for the Indra sacrifice, but as a matter of etiquette, he began to inquire with great honor and submission from elder personalities like Maharaj Nanda. Krishna asked his father, My dear father, what is this arrangement going on for a great sacrifice? What is the result of such a sacrifice? And for whom is it meant? How is it performed? Will you kindly let me know? I am very eager to know this procedure, so please explain to me the purpose of this sacrifice. Upon this inquiry, his father, Nanda Maharaj, remained silent, thinking that his young boy would not be able to understand the intricacies of performing the yagya. Krishna, however, persisted. My dear father, for those who are liberal and saintly, there is no secrecy. They do not, all, they do not think anyone to be a friend, an enemy, or a neutral party, because they are always open to everyone. And even for those who are not so liberal, nothing should be kept secret from family members and friends. Although secrecy may be maintained for persons who are inimical, therefore, you cannot keep any secrets from me. All persons are engaged in fruitive activities some know what these activities are and they know the result and some execute activities without knowing the purpose or the result. A person who acts with full knowledge gets the full result. One who acts without knowledge does not get such a perfect result. Therefore, please let me know the purpose of the sacrifice you are going to perform. Is it according to the to Vedic injunction? Or is it simply a popular ceremony? Kindly let me know in detail about the sacrifice. On hearing this inquiry from Krishna, Maharaj Nanda replied, My dear boy, this ceremonial performance is more or less traditional. Because rainfall is due to the mercy of King Indra, and the clouds are his representatives, and because water is so important for our living, we must show some gratitude 
to the controller of this rainfall, Maharaj Indra. We are arranging, therefore, to pacify King Indra because he has very kindly sent us clouds to pour down a sufficient quantity of rain for successful agricultural activities. Water is very important. Without rainfall, we cannot farm or produce grain. And without grain, we cannot live. Therefore, rain is necessary for successful religious ceremonies, economic development, and ultimately, liberation. So we should not give up this traditional ceremony function. So we should not give up this traditional ceremonial function. If one gives it up, being influenced by lust, greed, or fear, then it does not look very good for him. After hearing this, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the presence of his father, and all the elder cowherd men of Vrindavan spoke in such a way as to make the heavenly king Indra very angry. He suggested that they forego the sacrifice. His reasons for discouraging the sacrifice performed to please Indra were twofold. First, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, there is no need to worship the demigods for any material advancement. All results derived from worshipping the demigods are simply, simply temporary and only those who are less intelligent are interested in temporary results. Second, whatever temporary result one derives from worshipping the demigods is actually granted by the permission of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is clearly stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Mayaiva Vihitan Hitan. Whatever benefit is supposed to be derived from the demigods is actually bestowed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Without the permission of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot bestow any benefit upon others. But sometimes the demigods become puffed up by the influence of material nature. Thinking themselves all in all, they forget the supremacy of this personality of Godhead. In Srimad Bhagavatam, it is clearly stated that in this instance, Krishna wanted to make King Indra angry. Krishna's advent was especially meant for the annihilation of the demons and protection of the devotees. King Indra was certainly a devotee, not a demon, but because he was puffed up, Krishna wanted to teach him a lesson. He first made Indra angry by stopping the Indra Puja, which had been arranged by the cowherd men in Vrindavan. With this purpose in mind, Krishna began to talk as if he were an atheist, supporting the philosophy of karma mimangsa. Advocates of this philosophy do not accept the supreme authority of the Personality of Godhead. They put forward the argument that if anyone works nicely, the result is sure to come. Their opinion is that even if there is a God who gives man the result of his fruitive activities, there is no need to worship him because unless man works, he cannot bestow any good results. They say that instead of worshipping a demigod or god, people should give attention. People should give attention to their own duties, and thus the good result will surely come. Lord Krishna began to speak to his father according to these principles of the Karma Mimangsa philosophy. My dear father, he said, I don't think you need to worship any demigod for the successful performance of your agricultural activities. Every living being is born according to his past karma and leaves this life simply taking the result of his present karma. Everyone is born in different types or species of life according to his past activities and he gets his next birth according to the activities of this life.
different grades of material happiness and distress, comforts and disadvantages of life are different results of different kinds of activities from either the past or present life. Maharaj Nanda and other elder members argued that without satisfying the predominating God, one cannot derive any good result simply by material activities. This is actually the fact. For example, it is sometimes found <clears throat> that in spite of first-class medical help and treatment by a first-class physician, a diseased person dies. It is concluded, therefore, that first-class medical treatment or the attempts of a first-class physician are not in themselves the cause for curing a patient. There must be the hand of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Similarly, a father's and mother's taking care of their children is not the cause of the children's comfort. Sometimes it is found that in spite of all care by the parents, the children go bad or succumb to death. Therefore, material causes are not sufficient for results. There must be the sanction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Nanda Maharaj therefore advocated that in order to get good results for agricultural activities, they must satisfy Indra, the superintending deity of the rain supply. Lord Krishna nullified this argument, however. Lord Krishna nullified this argument, saying that the demigods give results only to persons who have executed their prescribed duties. The demigods cannot give any good results to the person who has not executed the prescribed duties. Therefore, demigods are dependent on the execution of duties and are not absolute in awarding good results to anyone. So why should one care about them? <clears throat> My dear father, <clears throat> Lord Krishna said, there is no need to worship the demigod Indra. Everyone has to achieve the result of his own work. We can actually see that one becomes busy according to the natural tendency of his work. And according to that natural tendency, all living entities, whether human beings or demigods, achieve their respective results. All living entities achieve higher or lower bodies and create create enemies, friends, or neutral parties only because of their different kinds of work. One should be careful to discharge duties according to his natural instinct and not divert attention to the worship of various demigods. The demigods will be satisfied by proper execution of all duties, so there is no need to worship them. Let us rather perform our prescribed duties very nicely. Actually, one cannot be happy without executing his proper prescribed duty. One who does not, therefore, properly discharge his prescribed duties is compared to an unchaste wife. The proper prescribed duty of the brahmanas is the study of the Vedas. The proper duty of the royal order, the chatriyas, is engagement in protecting the citizens. The proper duty of the Vaishya community is agriculture, trade, and protection of the cows. And the proper duty of the Shudras is service to the higher classes, namely the Brahmanas, Chatras, and Vaishyas. We belong to the Vaishya community, and our proper duty is to farm, trade agricultural produce, and protect cows, or to take to banking. Krishna identified himself with the Vaishya community because Nanda Maharaj was protecting many cows and Krishna was taking care of them. He enumerated four kinds of business engagements for the Vaishya community, namely agriculture, trade, protection of cows, and banking. Although the Vaishyas can take to any of these occupations, the men of Vrindavan 
were engaged primarily in the protection of cows. Krishna further explained to his father, This cosmic manifestation is going on under the influence of three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. These three modes are the causes of creation, maintenance, and destruction. The cloud is caused by the action of the mode of passion. Therefore, it is, it is the mode of passion which causes the rainfall. And after the rainfall, the living entities derive the result, success in agricultural work. What then is Indra to do with, all the, with this affair? Even if you do not please Indra, what can he do? <laughs> we do not derive any special benefit from Indra. Even if he is there, he pours water on the ocean also, <clears throat> where there is no need of water. So he is pouring water on the ocean or on the land. It does not depend on our worshipping him. As far as we are concerned, we do not need to go to another city or village or foreign country. There are palatial buildings in the cities, but we are satisfied living in this forest of Vrindavan. Our specific relationship <clears throat> is with Govardhan Hill and Vrindavan Forest and nothing more. I therefore request you, my dear father, to begin a sacrifice which will satisfy the local brahmanas and Govardhan Hill. And let us have nothing to do with Indra. After hearing this statement by Krishna, Nanda Maharaj replied, My dear boy, since you are asking, I shall arrange for a separate sacrifice for the local brahmanas and Govardhan Hill. But for the present, let me execute this sacrifice known as Indra Yagya. But Krishna replied, Dear Father, don't delay. The sacrifice you propose for Govardhan and the local Brahmanas will take much time. Better take the arrangement and paraphernalia you have already made for the Indra Yagya and immediately engage them to satisfy Govardhan Hill and the local Brahmanas. Nanda Maharaj finally relented. The cowherd men then inquired from Krishna how he wanted the yagya performed and Krishna gave them the following directions. <clears throat> Prepare very nice foods of all descriptions from the grain and ghee collected for the yagya. Prepare rice, dal, then halwa, pakora, puri, and all kinds of milk preparations such as sweet rice, rabri, sweet balls, sandesh, rasagula, and ladu. And invite the learned brahmanas who can chant the Vedic hymns and offer oblations to the fire. The brahmanas should be given all kinds of grain in charity. Then decorate all the cows and feed them well. After performing this, give money and charity to the brahmanas. As far as the lower animals are concerned, such as the dogs and the lower grades of people, such as the chandalas or the fifth class of men who are considered untouchable, they may also, they also may be given sumptuous prasadam. After nice grasses have been given to the cows, the sacrifice known as Govardhan Puja may immediately begin. This sacrifice will very much satisfy me. In this statement, Lord Krishna practically, practically described the whole economy of the Vaishya community. In all communities in human society, including the Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas, Shudras, Chandalas, and so on, and in the animal kingdom, including the cows, dogs, goats, and so on, Everyone has his part to play. Each is to work in cooperation for the total benefit of all society, which includes not only animate objects, but also inanimate objects like hills and land. The Vaisha community 
is specifically responsible for the economic improvement of, of the society by producing grain, by, by giving protection to the cows, by transporting food when needed, and by banking and finance. From this statement we learn also that although the cats and dogs, which have now become so important, are not to be neglected, cow protection is actually more important than protection of cats and dogs. Another hint we get from this statement is that the chandalas or the untouchables are also not to be neglected by the higher classes and should be given necessary protection. Everyone is important, but some are directly responsible for the advancement of human society and some are only indirectly responsible. However, when Krishna consciousness is there, then everyone's total benefit is taken care of. This sacrifice, known as Govardhan Puja, is observed in the Krishna consciousness movement. Lord Chaitanya has recommended that since Krishna is worshipable, so is, his, so is land, Vrindavan and Govardhan Hill are also worshipable. To confirm this statement, Lord Krishna said that Govardhan Puja is as good as worship of Him. From that day, Govardhan Puja has been going on and is known as Anakuta. In all the temples of Vrindavan or outside of Vrindavan, huge quantities of food are prepared in this ceremony and are very sumptuously distributed to the general population. Sometimes the food is thrown to the crowds and they enjoy collecting it off the ground. From this we can understand that prasadam offered to Krishna never becomes polluted or contaminated even if, even if it is thrown on the ground. The people therefore collect and eat it with great satisfaction. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, thus advised the cowherd men to stop the Indra Yagya and begin the Govardhan Puja in order to chastise Indra, who was very much puffed up at being the supreme controller of the heavenly planets. The honest and simple cowherd men, by, headed by Nanda Maharaj, accepted <clears throat> Krishna's proposal and executed in detail everything he advised. They performed Govardhan worship and circumambulation of the hill. Following the inauguration of Govardhan Puja, people in Vrindavan still dress nicely and assemble near Govardhan Hill to offer worship and circumambulate the hill, leading their cows all around. According to the injunction of Lord Krishna, Nanda Maharaj and the cowherd men called in learned brahmanas and began to worship Govardhan Hill by chanting Vedic hymns and offering prasadam. The inhabitants of Vrindavan assembled together, decorated their cows and gave them grass. Keeping the cows in front, they began to circ circumambulate Govardhan Hill. The gopis dressed themselves very luxuriantly and sat in bull-driven carts, chanting the glories of Krishna's pastimes. The brahmanas assembled there to act as priests for Govardhan Puja, offered their blessings to the cowherd men and their wives and uh, the gopis. When everything was complete, Krishna assumed a great transcendental form and declared to the inhabitants of Vrindavan that he was himself Govardhan Hill. In order to convince the devotees that Govardhan Hill and Krishna himself are identical. Then Krishna began to eat all the food offered there. The identity of Krishna and Govardhan Hill is still honored and great devotees take rocks from Govardhan Hill and worship them exactly as they worship the deity of Krishna in the temples. 
Followers of the Krishna Consciousness Movement may therefore collect small rocks or pebbles from Govardhan Hill and worship them at home because this worship is as good as deity worship. The form of Krishna, who began to eat the offerings, was separately constituted, and Krishna himself, along with the other inhabitants of Vrindavan, offered obeisances to the deity, as well as Govardhan Hill. In offering obeisances to the huge form of Krishna and Govardhan Hill, Krishna declared, Just see how Govardhan Hill has assumed this huge form and is favoring us by accepting all the offerings. Krishna also declared at that meeting, one who neglects the worship of Govardhan Puja, as I am personally conducting it, will not be happy. There are many snakes on Govardhan Hill, and persons neglecting the prescribed duty of Govardhan Puja will be bitten by these snakes and killed. In order to assure the good fortune of the cows and, them, and themselves, all people of Vrindavan near Govardhan Hill, near Govardhan, must worship the hill as prescribed by me. Thus, performing the Govardhan puja sacrifice, all the inhabitants of Vrindavan followed the instructions of Krishna, the son of Vasudev, and afterwards they returned to their respective homes. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 24th chapter of Krishna, worshipping Govardhan Hill. Jai Giridaj Govardhan Ki Jai Shri Giridaj Govardhan Ki Jai See, it, this, I don't know if you can see this photo through the... Can you see this? There's a photo here and this is a Govardhan Shila. And it's very big. And it was the photo was taken by my dear friend Burijan Prabhu. He's famous for going all around the hill and taking photos. He's probably photoed the whole hill and all the everything. And yes, and I lived in Govardhan almost continuously. Well, coming back and forth, but mostly continuously for. 27 years and uh, Asit Krishna Maharaj uh, has stayed there continuously all seasons for, for more than 27 years and it is the most intimate place actually now we're going to hear tomorrow more about this pastime but uh, anyway I'll speak more about that tomorrow Hare Krishna we'll stop our reading today it's almost it's a little after 7.50 so if I start another chapter it'll be too long so Hare Krishna Shri Giridaj Govardhan Ki Jai Shri Vindhavan Dham Ki Jai Brajmasis Ki Jai Shri Krishna Balaram Ki Jai Govardhan Puja Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo Okay, if we have any reflections or points that... Rati Manjai said Jai Guru Maharaj Jai Rati Hari Bo Rupakanya Devi Dasi said Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all friends of our Krishna Kata Circle. <coughs> Thank you, Maharaj, for your vibrant daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories <coughs> to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much. <coughs> Sudevi Dasi said, Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Sudevi Dasi. Devika Purmanan said, Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Dandavat Pranam, please take good care of your health. Thank you very much. I'm trying my, my best. <clears throat> and I have very uh, good doctors. <laughs> this is from Jata Hari Prabhu. Hare Krishna Maharaj. 
Thank you again. I'm trying to arrange my life around being able to hear these readings every day. I sometimes fall behind because of late, late evening services and don't like to skip ahead to the live reading if I haven't listened to the others. But I really feel like you're giving us the best thing anyone could give to anyone. So thank you. Oh, that, that you just made my day. That was one of the nicest things that anybody has ever said to me. Actually, it's a fact. Because if we read Srila Prabhupada's books like this, very seriously, with love and affection, and without argument, is this, why this, why this, why just hear mm. and accept these pastimes for, for what they are, then we associate with Srila Prabhupada. Because interspersed with the actual history and the pastimes are Srila Prabhupada's personal ecstasies as he explains the intricate details to us and what the meanings are. And they're so simple and pure and they're empowered. They're non different than Srila Prabhupada. He said, if you want to know me, read my books. I have left nothing out. I don't hold anything back in terms of what you need to become fully Krishna conscious. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for that uh, statement, Hare Krishna. I read something really powerful today in the introduction of the Bhagavatam, where Prabhupada says the perfection of life is attained simply by glorifying the Lord in association with a self-realized devotee of the Lord. The self-realized devotee is he who surrenders <coughs> unto the Lord fully and who does not have attachment for material prosperity. Material prosperity and sense enjoyment and advancement are all activities of ignorance in human society. Peace and friendship are impossible for a society detached from the association of God and his devotees. It is imperative therefore that one sincerely seek the association of pure devotees and hear them patiently and submissively from any position of life. The position of a person in the higher or lower status of life does not hamper one in the path of self-realization. The only thing one has to do is to hear from a self-realized soul with a routine program. The teacher may also deliver lectures from the Vedic literatures following in the footsteps of the bygone, bygone Acharyas who realized the Absolute Truth. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommended this simple method of self-realization generally known as Bhagavad Dharma. Srimad Bhagavatam is the perfect guide for this purpose. The end of the quote. This is exactly what is happening with these daily readings. And the <laughs> devotees who are here most regularly and sharing their reflections are clearly making a lot of advancement. So thank you for doing this. In the same way that Prabhupada lives on through his books, I'm sure these readings have been all been recorded and also the audiobooks you've been working on will benefit devotees for generations to come and it's quite clear this is exactly what Prabhupada would have wanted. I know I'll go through these readings myself throughout my life. Thank you for doing this every evening. So be it and I can only say one thing, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> because the person who actually recites the Bhagavatam regularly like this every day uh, gets a kind of pleasure that you can't explain. It's so wonderful. What can I say? And in the association of the devotees, association of devotees, it just gets more and more and more. It never stops. The happiness never stops increasing. Therefore, we want to share it with others. We want to spread this Krishna consciousness movement. And the best way to do that is to distribute Srila Prabhupada's books to others in such a nice way that they want to read them. Mm. Hare Krishna. So this is what you said, what you read from the introduction to the Bhagavatam is perfect and it's perfectly true and it works. And all you have to do is hang out with the devotees who have been reading these books continuously for, you know, 40 or 50 years.
and you get the association of Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, and Krishna, and all the wonderful personalities that reside in sound in these literatures. Therefore, Prabhupada said, hearing and repeating is more important than reading. You can read them, and that's also good, it's also perfect. But there's perfect, there's more perfect, and there's most perfect. So perfect is to read them, more perfect is to hear them in the association of devotees, and most perfect is to give that to others. Mm. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai. Krishna book ki jai. Ananda Moti Devilas, he said, Jai Giri Govardhan Jai. Haribo. Krishna Primavati Devidasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj and Devotees, Dandavat Pranams. Krishna Primavati Devidasi, 27 years, long time. Braj Varaba Prabhu. Haribo, Braj. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I find it cool how Krishna's appearance even provides some lessons for the demigods. What to speak of insignificant souls such as myself. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks, Braj. That's a good one. It's cool that Krishna teaches everyone, even the demigods. And I heard Gopi Pradhanana Prabhu said one of the reasons the Bhagavatam is so satisfying is that it explicitly shows how Krishna defeats Indra and defeats Lord Brahma, defeats Shiva, mm. you know, and, and shows that he's the topmost person. Mm-hmm. So one who can accept him as one who can accept him as the topmost person gets the topmost benefit from hearing. Mm. Therefore, the Bhagavatam is so satisfying. Even Vyasadeva, after editing all the Vedas and the Puranas. Compiling the Mahabharat, Vedanta Sutra, he still wasn't completely satisfied in himself. And then Narada Muni told him, the problem is you've given so many things, but the main thing is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. So, so compile a book. He went into trance. He saw the book and he wrote it. Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore, we can become fully satisfied only by hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita. Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hare Krishna. He says, I ask, does Krishna always humble the demigods? Well, I mean, Krishna sometimes, you know, gives respect to the demigods, at least in his words. But, yes, he always humbles the demigods by nature because he is so potent, millions, unlimited, more times potent than the demigods, and they have to see it because they, they see his pastimes also. So, in, in other words, Krishna appears in his original form in this world to put everything in order. Huh? This pastime, chapter we just he puts everything in order, in the proper order. What is the hierarchy? What, what's ha- happening here? Why is everything happening? It's happening by Krishna's will. The material energy is organized by him. It's an expansion of his own energy. So, it's complete. Krishna consciousness is complete, and therefore it's said here. In this verse, the chapter we just read, when you when you become fully Christian conscious, all the obligations that you have are are all automatically fulfilled. Therefore, a pure devotee may have family, may have friends, may have community, but he thinks that they're belonging to Krishna, and he's just a caretaker, and therefore everything becomes complete, automatically, and his duties become done are, are done perfectly well. Hare Krishna. Rati Manjari Mataji said, Dear Guru Maharaj, Hare Krishna Rati, 
Please accept Mahabura obeisances. What a gift to hear you read the glories of Govardhan Puja on the 75th Vyasa Puja day of His Holiness Tamar Krishna Goswami. Oh, a great transcendental combination. My best wishes for your continuous health improvement. May you happily continue these readings as well as the audio recordings for the BBT and benefit the whole world. Thank you. So be it. Thank you. And all glories to Tamal Krishna Maharaj. He, he and Giriraj Maharaj ac actually purchased that property. And then they, they put me uh, in charge of refurbishing it. And they're very intelligent. So they got me to agree to maintain it. So ever since then, I've been arranging for the funds to go to maintain it. That means I put a lot more into, well, it wasn't me, it was their devotees. But uh, yeah, it's a very satisfying, let's put it that way. Extremely satisfying, Hare Krishna. Krishna Pramavati Devita Simataji said, beautiful, fine, and so applicable. Hare Krishna. Bhakta Rupa Prabhu said, Jai Maharaj. All this talk of delicious prasadam reminds me of Govardhan Puja last year, where myself, Dachahari, Dalgora, and Bhaktaoli, Dalugora, and Bhaktaoli had a friendly and ecstatic competition to see who could eat the most preps. <laughs> Needless to say, we ex we exceeded the recommended amount of sugar <laughs> for the week in one sitting. Oh. Probably the best festival of the year, Jai Gigovatan. Jai Giriraj, Jai Giriraj, Haribo, Haribo. Ratimanjari said, indeed, a lifetime. Yes, and actually everyone who of us who lived there knows that the prasadam that's cooked there and offered there, it has a taste that's sweeter than any other. and mm. sat more satisfying than any other. It's a fact. I, I will take blessings from everyone if they would kindly give it to me that I can actually travel back there again someday. Hare Krishna. And all glories to a Sikh Krishna Maharaj for staying there and maintaining that beautiful ashram. Mm. From Vrajaloka Mataji. Hare Krishna Vrajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much for today's reading. Hearing about Giriraj, especially from your lips, fill my heart with bliss. <laughs> I liked that statement of Krishna. Our specific relationship is with Govardhan Hill and Vrindavan Forest and nothing more. <laughs> Could you please explain in a little more detail what this specific and exclusive relationship in between the Vajravasis and Giriraj and Vrindavan forest exactly means your servant. <laughs> Thanks. That's the whole Bhagavatam. <laughs> I can't, I can't. What a question. That's too broad a question. Sorry. <laughs> Vrindavan is the place where everyone loves Krishna. Every living thing and everything is a living thing in Vrindavan. especially in, in the Govardhan Puja, we'll hear about it tomorrow, that it, it's the only time and the only place when all of the Brajvasis get a chance to be with Krishna 24-7 for a whole week, just to have his darshan continuously for a whole week while he's lifting the hill. And m meantime, he's exchanging loving affairs with every single one of them and according to their relationships. And therefore, the place changed forever. And whoever goes to Govardhan, even today, even though it's all covered over by so much maya now, you can't see the actual form of Govardhan now. It's covered by uh, prauda maya. It's a, it's a covering uh, that, that keeps the materialists from actually seeing Govardhan. But it's so powerful that even through the Prabhupada uh, everyone feels something special. And the reason is because Krishna shared 
all at one time, all at one place, all of his relationships with all the Brajbhasis at once. And therefore, anyone who goes there feels at home. Even the Westerners who can't understand what it's like there, so different, yeah. culture shock, but they feel some special feelings, special happiness and life. Yeah. It's alive. It's not like here, where everything's kind of dead. Hare Krishna. Krishna Pramavachi Devi Dasi said, Giri Govardhan Maharaj ki Jai Ho! His Holiness Giraj Swami Maharaj ki Jai Ho! His Holiness Tamar Krishna Goswami Maharaj ki Jai Ho! His Holiness Keshabati Goswami Maharaj ki Jai! Shilapapad ki Jai! I thank you very much. It was very sweet, special day, and I, I, I agree with Rati. It's very special because it's the you know, the 75th appearance day of, of uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj. And my 75th is coming up just in a couple of months. We were only two, two months apart. Exactly. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kijai, Samabeda Bhaktivinda, Kijai, Gor Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The most powerful, sweet, uh, inconceivable pastimes of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hare Krishna. Is some one more you yeah. saying? There is one more. Um, Raja Lukas Mataji said thank you so much for sharing with us your deep and sweet realization all grace to you and Gopakanya Devi Dasi said dear Maharaj my father is 86 years and he says the same that he's never tired of reading and reciting Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita and other, and other transcendental books and he says that this reciting and readings give him more energy to live longer F from my childhood to this day. I saw him doing this daily with lots of pleasure. I'm 44 years old. If there is nobody to hear, he goes to the cow shed and let the cows and dog hear his readings. I'm in Holland and he lives in Bhutan, in village. If I call him, he begins to read some text and later me hear again the test. Very good. So we'll see you tomorrow to continue this tradition. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.